Hello and welcome to episode 42. I did label it right this Wednesday week. podcast, yes. It's because it says 42 in the document and that usually means it's not 42 because when uh, Jake sends his draft of the notes through, which we usually turn into the, the, uh, the show. I got it right this week. You did, well done. Uh, but welcome to episode 42 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. I hope this episode finds you well. As I always do, I am Dexterity Box, joined as always, yet again, by Jake Punk Chef 41, wearing a bandana. That's usually I my, look my like vibe a 90s wrestler at the minute. You've got the, you've got the full on emo shirt on as well, the lumberjack shirt. Yeah. All you need now is to full on wax that beard and go to a Newton Faulkner gig. <laughs> that... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that's, there's nothing wrong with that lifestyle, by the way. One of no. my best friends is is that personality. Um, and that personality is awesome. So, yeah. Anyway, so the, let's talk. Let's talk. I've forgot my entire intro bit because <laughs> I've just made myself laugh. That's so professional. How has your week been, mate? Busy. Been half term, so it's been looking after them a little, and, and I realised I've hit peak old ageness because I got excited because I ordered a brand new Hoover today. Wow. What have um, you gone for? I've gone for Hoover, the actual company, Pet 500 at Dream, because my Dyson died and I'm not giving Dyson any more money. So you've gone for a Hoover Hoover? Yeah, Hoover Hoover. I toyed at getting a Henry, but... They're crap. They're rubbish. No, I, what I want when I when I go for the next Hoover, I want one of those that's got like the water thing in that sucks up. The yeah, and you, uh, I've got to bleep that. Great, <laughs> <laughs> that Hoover heck? talk has taken us down. Um, I want one that you know sucks up all the rubbish. See, you get you get you're getting close to this old man. You talking about what your perfect Hoover is. I know that's that gets it out of me, silly. That clearly gets me going and gets me uh, into profanity. You know when we start the swearing. Um, we're just have to just we're just gonna turn this into Hoover chat now. It's just we're talking about sharks, Dysons, Hoovers, Henrys, you name it. Well, uh, somebody was like, "Thank you for putting the timestamps back in last week," and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I wonder why." <laughs> yeah, uh, I had a bit. I had a couple of days last week. Great time to take a couple of days in half term, as always. Everyone is there but yeah um i had a couple of days so when we the podcast went out i did put the timestamps in i don't put the i don't not put the timestamps timestamps in anymore it's also like i don't purposely have a load of ads in the podcast what usually happens is it gets rendered on the evening this is just a bit of behind the scenes if you come back like an hour after the podcast up or that evening i've usually removed half of the adverts yeah. So if you don't have premium or you don't, you know, use blockers and stuff like that, which I'm sure most of you do anyway, it's one of those where, like, I do apologize if there's adverts more frequently. It's just one of those things that YouTube pulls it in there and then I can manually, after it's rendered for a while, go in and remove some stuff. The, but the, I can't the, always do it if I've not got the time. The annoying ones are where you get videos where it's every 15 minutes of an advert and it's like, oh, Christ, kill me now. Well, he would do it. It was worse. It's honestly, it's worse than that because, like, I do realize why some people might think we all our podcasts are like that. Because in the first like three minutes, there's two adverts, and then there's one nine minutes in, and then it shuts up for about twenty minutes, and then they do. It can get really weird the way they automatically put them in. So we, I do try and manually do that, so it's not, you know, it still hits the YouTube algorithm and pleases it, but it doesn't annoy watches so I if will you're an audio some... listener you won't have to worry about any of this but i will say something i'm getting annoyed at that marcus rafford advert now 
It's picking you up, it, please, Google. It's, a, it's for a good cause, and I get it, and I understand it, and it's nice. It doesn't answer the question. <laughs> yeah. Can I say it? <laughs> I'm not obviously going to say it. But I, if I'm you watch the advert, no. I'm probably not. I would have gone there as well. But, like, the fact that it's actually obviously tempting you to Google it, it doesn't answer the actual question, whether yeah. you can say it or not. I'm like, can I, Marcus? I don't so, think I can. So how your week been having a week off in theory from work? It wasn't a whole week, but it was a couple of days around. Also, were you Halloween good? Yeah. We, we, also, we also deck dog. Oh, yeah, in the Discord. Oh, God, <laughs> I still haven't done the Discord thing, and I've had more people message. I will get back to you all, I promise, at some point in 2042. Um, the, yeah, we... Pumpkin pick last weekend because we all we've done it for ages. We, it's always nice to go and get the fresh ones. Um, we I didn't make one this year. I didn't do anything, but we did have this really banging pumpkin soup. I will big so up. Oh no, I forgot to bring it with me for work this week. My life's over. That's, <laughs> that's just ruined my whole week. Um, we she made this amazing pumpkin soup that yeah. was actually spot on. It was spicy as well because we put like loads of chili in it, and it was just oh nice. Oh, yeah, really nice. Um, but yeah, we that we did that. Obviously, the the pug we made the pug. Well, self made the pug pug pin and put it next to the actual pug. Um, we also we watched the Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney Plus. It was very disappointing. I, I was a bottle of wine into it because I was because <laughs> I was done. I did my no drink month and I was a bottle of wine in and I was like. <laughs> Is this really bad or does that? Am does I that just mean so tired we now? get we get to have a deck drink this week? Maybe I'm still not going stupid. It's just it was the Saturday we did that, and that was after the Wednesday stuff. So mm. I was like, oh, that, that fair enough. Actually, I think we all need a drink what? after that. I'll I'll have a bottle, uh, and it was <laughs> or two. It was uh, to be honest, I've not drunk for a month, so you could tell how I was quite after one glass, just like hello, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am very drunk. <laughs> to be fair, uh, when I saw your Twitter a bit, to, I did have a, I did question if there was a bit of alcohol. <laughs> well, the one thing I'm quite good at now is I've learned to just not message people because I'll mm. be like, I just put the phone away. Don't yeah. do it because even if you think it's good in the moment, and it's not like the ex-girlfriend text, that sort of thing. It's stuff like making a joke or singing, oh, I haven't seen that person in ages. Let's say let's catch up. And then you've just said, let's catch up. And you're like, oh God, I've got no time. You know, that sort of thing. So I just put the phone down and, and leave it now. I try to do that after I've had a few, even if I'm in a really good mood, don't do it, James. So you're, so you're the gambling advert. That. You're the gambling advert in reverse. When the fun stops. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm happy, and I'm like, because because as soon as I wake up, I'm like, oh, I've got, I'm not doing any of this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, nothing worth one, the of, one of my old friends. Before. One of my old friends. I sent him a message going, "Do you fancy a drink and a jam?" Because mm. I was, I'd been on the drink. That was so I didn't follow the thing. He's one of my old musician mates. Um, and before he'd read the message, I'd started to sober up, and I unsent the message. <laughs> 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 Because I was like, I've got no time. And like, and then he, he, I got a message back the next day going, may I ask what the message was? And I've just left him. I've not replied. <laughs> I will. I will sort that at some point, I'm sure. But, um, oh, ghosting. Yeah. It's, it's adulthood, that is. Yes. My friend. Very much so. 
But yeah, uh, it was nice. I started playing Bloodborne. Yes, Soph was saying in the Discord. She was taking the mick out of you. I was, I was all right. She wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, it was. I'd not really played that sort of thing before, and it's ultimate, ultimately punishing. Have you just been? Jake's been handed an important document. Okay. Yeah. Jake's Sorry. just got the information about his uh, penis surgery. <laughs> yeah, it's not good news. No, um, my little ones um, had a nursery pictures and other proofs that we got to sign off on them and give people lots of money for a job I could have done myself. Oh, but mate, they got to sit in the hall and like, you know, have photos taken and mm, very much so. an absolute fortune with a disgusting purple, uh, bluey black background. That's it's actually not that bad. The actual background is actually very. Is it better this time? Yeah, oh. it's actually quite good. Uh, Excellent. It is that whole thing when I see <laughs> those kind of pictures. I. I've had them before where I've got the picture done and I've got, I could do a lot better job myself with a self-timer. I've got the equipment and yeah. Fair enough. I have just realised we're 10 episodes off our year. We are. We need to plan like actually meet, meeting each other. Oh God. You mean after being in a room with you? Yeah, sadly. But the picture will be funny because I'll just be like Joe Rogan, the tiny one. Have you oh, ever yeah. seen Joe, Ray, Joe Rogan next to other guests? This is a midget. <laughs> We'll sort it out. Yeah. We'll have to. I might. Um... You do realise when we meet, that might be the end of the podcast, guys. We might not get oh, on com- in person. And... Completely. Yeah. That, that's true. <laughs> I mean, we do talk every day. Yeah. You're probably do. the only person I talk to every day other than self. Why Why do you think Sarah's nicknamed you my, my Monday wife? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't got sick of you yet. Ah, oh, good. I think, I think my last ass, so. We're in the honeymoon <laughs> period, clearly. Right. Um, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, so I played Bloodborne, got my ass kicked. Was going to start some other video games, ended up just playing a bit of FIFA. Did the first uh, stream. Yes, I we saw did. that. It was very good. I was lurking. We did uh, the Sheffield FC career mode, created club. So we created Sheffield FC. And it was painful. <laughs> Because yes. we we went for the youth objective and our players were rated like forty nine fifty one, which was excellent. The, 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 the best part was watching you do it. And you go, oh god, I can't do a skill trick with him. Um, no, <laughs> I couldn't even pass the ball. <laughs> if you watch that last match where I was in control and then it went so bad, so quick, quickly, yeah. <laughs> I was like three one up and. Just watch the end of that on on uh, the uh, channel where I stream. I don't want to say it because we're podcast algorithm that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, something that yeah dot ev yes. <laughs> slash dexterity box. I can say that one. But yeah, speaking the other, of the other popular place where people video game. There you go. Yeah, let's talk about some more housekeeping. Tuesday, the, this podcast is going to die on its ass because it's going to go out at five. And then at 7.45, I'm going to be streaming, so the algorithm is just going to crush it, which will be excellent. But I am going to stream the Sunderland match. Now, obviously, it's at Hillsborough. I think it's the first... Is it the first Hillsborough game I've streamed? Uh, Yes, I think it is, actually, yeah. Possibly. So 
To be yes, fair, this is, this is only getting streamed because it's a Tuesday rescheduled. Night it's a, well, it's a rescheduled game. But it's a Tuesday, so on a yeah. Tuesday night. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of people um, questioned if it was going to actually get the iFollow treatment because it was at home. Well, last time we played Sunderland, I think I vlogged it. It was that long ago. Jesus. So, very different. I was at a very different stage in my life back then as well. Yeah, I can see the grey hair just appearing. Just uh-huh. decide. Well, I mean, to be fair, the hair was up here. Yeah, it was when you were having the poof, wasn't it? The, yes, the quiff, the magnificent quiff. Thank you very much. It was an excellent quiff. To be fair, I, don't, I don't think you're going to hit that target, so you're happy to keep your long hair. Yeah, I know. The channel, the channel is... Uh, uh, in some ways, the good thing about it, the, the growth slowly, only slowly rising every week now, uh, rather than the numbers it was pulling earlier in the year. You were getting I'm worried. I'm probably not going to hit. I was. So I was like, <laughs> mm, how much do I want 5,000 subs? Yeah. Not, not, not back to quiff levels. But no, it would be nice to hit four by the end of the year, which is doable. Mm. But it's also a case of slow. It doesn't. Tell you what, if Darren Moore gets sacked, I'm hitting 4,000 subs. So there's there's a double-edged sword there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll see. We're going to talk about all that, obviously, as we get into it. But yes, let's uh, get in to the podcast. The Talking Wednesday review? podcast. Where we talk- oh, we do have a review. I'm so used to not having reviews. <laughs> We've got a review. More housekeeping. How long has this podcast gone before we're actually going to get into anything? 23 this minutes. Is this- Strap yourselves in, boys and girls. You have got So this one is from Will Be Partaking, who leaves <laughs> the review and says, keep up the good work, chaps. That's the review title. Five star, obviously, over on Apple Podcasts. A good, humoured and balanced look at the goings-on behind our beloved team. Smiley face, thumbs up, chocolate biscuit. Wonderful. So I, I appreciate that one, Will. That's a, a lovely review. And it's nice to have a review for the first time in absolutely ages, especially ages, on Apple yeah. Podcast. So if you want your review read out on the Talking Wednesday podcast, leave us a nice review on there or on Podchaser, either one, or any way you can leave us podcast reviews. If you listen to us and you go, nobody's reviewed them on that platform, I can leave a nice thing. That would be appreciated too. And then yep. tell you what, tell you what, tag us in it. Tell us uh, on Twitter or social, say, hey, we've, I've reviewed it here. Can you read it out? And we'll do that if you're obviously not mocking us to death or the yeah. fact that I can't speak anymore and it's clearly rubbed off on me from Jake. <laughs> Memberships available, Discord, all of that stuff, but blah, 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 blah. Let's get into the topics. The first topic today, equally as important as all that opening waffle, is Captain Nat writing in and goes, when do you think it's acceptable to put Christmas decorations up? Hmm... Oh, no. Now Starting we have a tra- podcast quite. We have rough. a tradition in our household now because uh, I have a Christmas baby, so they always go up on her birthday. When's the birthday? Oh, actually, don't say that on the podcast. No, nope. uh, her birthday's in December, two weeks before Christmas. Okay, fair enough. So around then. Okay, so yeah, so you've got a, you're a halfway through December person. Yes, I am. You can start getting the boxes down in the last week of November. Yeah, I'll, I'll set that. If you you can probably get all your stuff up on the first of December, and that's pretty all right. In that does that does my head in. I'm I, I'm gonna be really. This is gonna throw opinions. I'm not really a Christmas person. I'm not a big fan of Christmas. Uh, it's been something that there are so few joys in this life, Jake. Why don't you cling to the small ones we get? 
She had some of my Christmases, you'll understand why. <laughs> Traumatic past. <laughs> yeah. Always love when you uncover that gem. A gem of trauma, right? Okay, so when we do that we... Christmas episode and I'm in the corner rocking, you know why? I'm going to say, should we move on? Are you going to start weeping? Um, but no, I think... Why do I you think, think first, I've got a bandana? For me, 1st of December. Yeah. Mm, end of November, you can start getting the, the boxes out and decide what your plan is. Um, now, the real question Sophie's is, when is, the best, mad. when is the best time to bring them down? Um, for me, I usually drag them down the first week of January. Yeah. If you've still got your lights in your window when it's coming towards February, you need your hard drive checking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sort it out. I mean, I must say, when we were students, I think we kept a Christmas tree <laughs> in the living room from December that year till June <laughs> the next year. <laughs> Because nobody could be asked. It wasn't my Christmas tree. It was a guy called Ryan, lovely brummy bloke. We always used to say Ryan. Um, <laughs> he was the one that got me into Bloodborne, actually, and I couldn't do it. I could, I couldn't understand it back then, in like 2013. And he was like, "You don't like Bloodborne," and I was like, "No, I can't. I can't understand why this." You need, wolf to, send keeps him, you need me. to send him a message saying, "I finally understand it." No, I am. I'm gonna. I want to beat it first, though. So I'll I'll message him in 2047. Yeah, well, you've got time. Yeah, because I started playing it and I was like, you know what? I've got a couple of days off and I've already spent a day pretty much playing this. I can't do this. <laughs> I will, if I decide that I get like four bosses in whatever and I can't do it, I physically can't do it, I'm going to hate myself for wasting that much time and not finishing it. So I've, I think I beat like two or three bosses and was like, come back to this, lose all your muscle memory and it'll be great. But yeah, thanks for that, Captain. Now, uh, Soph's Christmas mad, so she... As she's got like a diary that plans when when Chris, many Christmas trees are oh going. Oh God! It's Christmas tree plural, mate. Oh wow! <laughs> y- yeah, it's a bit mental around. So, and she's like, she's like, well, when we get the house and we do this and this and this, we need this Christmas tree here, this Christmas tree here, this Christmas tree. <laughs> and I'm just like, you're gonna walk in one day and the chuck on me Christmas tree that open at your door. You're like, yeah, but oh, I was like, it's Christmas. I've tried to. Tell her that the, there's a difference in the size of the home we'll be getting to her family home. We have the same amount of Christmas trees. We're going to be living in the forest. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> she also doesn't like tinsel, so I just put tinsel everywhere, which is excellent. <laughs> Who doesn't like tinsel? Apparently it's not traditional, but yeah. I like tinsel. It's shiny, pretty. Exactly. Don't even get me started on Lametta. I can cause I can cause breakdowns with that. Not loving it. Uh, last topic before we get into the show. Show Flying Pig Lover writes in and goes, "Is it okay to eat mayonnaise out of the jar, guys? This week, mayonnaise. I mean peanut butter. I understand peanut butter Not or mayonnaise. chocolate spread, but mayonnaise." The, the only jar. way the only way it's allowed to be eaten out of the jar is you've got some chips and big fat chunky chips that you can dip into it. Yeah, I know, but if you're not going to go through a full Elmans, other brands are available if they want to sponsor us. Like, are you, are what you really the hell would wanna... we do with sudden mayonnaise? <laughs> I challenge them to sponsor us now. Um, <laughs> we could like redo the big birthday cake and just pour mayonnaise on it. 
Well, that the that the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's nah. not okay to eat mayonnaise out of the jar, especially if you're there with a spoon. Please check yourself. And also, if you're in a family household, no. Ugh. Are you a carton drinker? No. I am a bottle drinker in terms of like pop. That's kind of worse. That's even worse if you've got a big two liter and you're the one that's. Yeah, it's yeah. not great. Mainly because like, I, I killed all our glasses. I, I'm kind of like one of the bottle and carton drinkers if it's just my drink. Then I'm yeah. like, if you're drinking out of this, then that's on you. But if it's shared drinks, the people, to be fair, it's like, I don't. It's just, it's just me and my missus, so. Yeah. I'm still, still not a bottle drinker on that. If I'm sharing something with soap, like, I don't know. I don't like the thoughts of, because when you drink a bottle, sometimes. Like it goes in your mouth and comes back out, you know, Backwash. like that little, and it's just sort of like, I don't like the thoughts of like doing that to anyone, you know. Well, we've now learned a lot about each other in this one episode. We have. I'm going to say, if you're going to share saliva, do it purposefully, Jake. Come on. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do it through contaminated Sprite. Right. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday podcast. Talking Wednesday podcast. Sheffield Wednesday, um, uh, just a seamless transition there, by the way. Sheffield Wednesday played Cheltenham this week, lining up with Patterson, Bannon, Gregory, Johnson, Deli Bashiru, Adonir, and Shadipo, Palmer, Hunt, Dunkley, and Peacock Farrell. That was in reverse, just that to uh, really threw me. Up, yeah. <laughs> yep. Cheltenham were with Joseph, Vassal, Crowley, Chapman, Circum, Thomas, Circum. I feel like there's a, something <laughs> missing there. Thomas, Hussein. <laughs> Long, long, Pollock. Yeah. Long, comma, Pollock. Uh, Blair, Flinders. Interesting so, one. Um, Flinders is a Wednesday. He did a good interview before the game talking about how he used to watch Wednesday. Oh, lovely. I bet he's absolutely loving it at the minute. Right. <laughs> Tell us how this went, Jake. Oh, where do I start? Um, but, well, there we go. We'll start with Darren Moore interview. Um, but no, it was. It, we just didn't turn up but once again. God, we didn't turn up once again and they started on the front foot. Um, what is it with us not turning up to start games? I don't know what it is. And a set piece. They scored from a sodding set piece. What I don't get is, Downmore is an ex-defender. I would sure think Downmore would know how to set a defence, how he wants them to play. And we nearly went 1-0 down early door due to... Um, Bailey Peacock foul, not getting the ball proper. Yes, he was foul, but he did let the ball go and they could have been 1-0 up there. We got back into it a little bit in the second half and started to look a little bit better. We actually got to 1-1, a very good header, if you've seen it, by Dunkley. Turning and twisting his body around to get it. And we then took the lead. And then we were all, like, getting really giddy and excited that we took the lead and we're like, oh, this is going to be the time. Are we going to actually do it? A Blair own goal and then... 10 minutes in near the end of the game, 90th minute, Blair goes and makes up for his mistake. Make it 2-2. Two, two. And you just sat there going, we shouldn't really expect anything left now because it's getting ridiculous. He did bring Corbinu on. Corbinu looked okay, but he's nowhere near the finished article. He did try an overhead kick, if you've seen that. No, I've watched it. I've watched it all, but as I said, I didn't go this, uh, I don't know if I've said, but I wasn't. 
obviously at Cheltenham this weekend. Yeah, he, I've, I've watched the whole thing. He, it was, he tried an overhead kick, which was audacious at best, but you can now see why Corbin isn't getting into that team, for me, personally. Mm. There's a reason why he's not getting into the team. And it's what I was saying. Patterson looked okay, but the one thing that this game keeps showing me and what we keep having, we are so slow. Our build-up play is so laboured. And you look for their second goal. Where is the midfield? Because it's non-existent. It's not there. They just bypass us. Now, and- um, it's, I will say, like, on the, on the Saturdays where we've been away and I've been working off for this example, we were in Salford. We were going to that. Um, there was a Van Gogh exhibition. I saw that, and yeah. We went, yeah, we went, uh, we went and enjoyed that because we don't really get Saturdays that aren't either football or thingy. And I'm so glad I didn't concentrate on the football because when I have been doing that or I've been checking things in work, there's only been a couple of matches, but every time it's been one of those where I'll check it on like the 60th you can, minute you and we'll can be see, winning. You can see Twitter. Twitter literally goes, oh God, we can do it. And then you see slowly, there you go. Oh, we'll be, get we'll be, I get the little, you know when I'm not, you know when you're not at a match and you've got the iFollow updates. Yeah. Right. And it'll be like, oh, Wednesday one up and I'll be like, excellent. But I know now every time, by the time it gets to full time, we could even be 83 minutes and Wednesday is still one ahead. Yeah. As soon as it goes, I check it just for full time. It's an equal score. We've <laughs> that, bottled it. That being said, we are six unbeaten at the minute. Which in it wouldn't be that bad if these were wins. That's the thing. The draw. <laughs> That's kind of like the understatement of the year, no, though, isn't no, it? <laughs> it is. But it, we are six unbeaten and we are near it. But this just needs to change. It really needs to change because we can't keep doing it. One of the things I liked at the end, the interview Dunkley, and Dunk, you could tell Dunkley was disappointed. And the thing I liked, and some people have picked up on it, some people haven't, he said the players were rowing after the game. Now, mm-hmm. some people might say that as bad, but for me, that showed me that they give a damn. The fact that they're getting annoyed and they're rowing with each other showed that they want to put this stupid thing to bed. Because I'd be more annoyed if they're in there, it's like, oh, well, we got 2-2, we'll just go home. You know what I mean? No, they, they, they're very aware of it, which is why I'm not, like one of those that's constantly piling on. They're very, it's very obvious, right, what the situation is. If you're looking at the stats, if you look at the stats alone, like we had 15 shots the same as Cheltenham. Yep. Right? They had six on target. We had three. Yep. We had more possession. We actually, we actually, it's, it's in all these matches, very easily we could win them if it wasn't for stupid switching off. The defending, I must say, our defensive coaching staff have got something to talk about with the the space we leave for. for I want the teams to know to who's have. doing the defensive coaching. You shouldn't be leaving so much space. If you look at like well, in the run up to their equaliser, we pretty much let them run through the middle of the pitch without being pressed. Yeah, and their, their first goal, who's marking him to stop that going in? It's it's just, it's just defensive frailties that keep getting us and. Oh, by I the put, way, we, we, we didn't even mention that we lined up with one recognised centre-back. Yeah. And it wasn't even our best. <laughs> However, no. to be fair, Doug... He had a, he had a blinder. Had a blind. He had a really good game. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a strange thing with it because you look at it and you've, you, don't even, you can't even get the formation or tactics now. You see it and you have to wait until we've played about five, ten minutes to figure out what it is. Kind of thing. This whole playing out from the back, it's just not working. And I can't well, see to be why. Fair, I will look at the other side. We haven't given it a chance. 
Because if things don't go well. But does does Peacock Farrell deserve dropping? I know you well, spoke about this. Yeah, I I don't I didn't see Wildfish put a foot wrong. Mm. I can't La- believe we're saying this. I no, actually I can't. can't look like a couple of months. I can't believe we're saying no. this. Football, I, mate. It's I don't see how unless it's got to be something to do with Peacock Farrell loan agreement like got to play so many games. But if that's Katie, he's still not doing it. It just, he looks, he pulled off some good saves, don't get me wrong. But it's those moments where you want him to be a little bit more solid, and he's not. He's now flapping at things and not getting the ball properly. And my God, please, you're a keeper, just catch the ball, stop punching it. Ow, my pet hate. Ah, I hate keepers that punch it. I just, like, nah. I mean, it's useful if you actually punch it and you, and you punch it out of the danger yeah, zone. Yeah, but he doesn't get distance. Teammate. No, if you're going to punch it and it's basically going to give him a chance to rebound, that's not the way to go about it. Yeah, it was... It was those games where I can see everyone's frustrations and Twitter was just a toxic place to be. It wasn't it fun. Always it is. always is. And I had someone today turn around and say to me as well, look, Bears have got rid of Nuno and he's only been in charge for five months. There's big differences. Right. Yeah, have you... Have you Seen the level of investment at Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> How much they need to not get relegated because of their stadium. How much yeah. they need to actually keep competing because of their stadium. They have to throw the money at it. Yeah. And they're going to have to... Because the thing is, the reason Conte didn't go was because they didn't want to pay the package first, that they've the had to pay to around. Conte. Exactly. Yeah, but, but now they've, they've realised they've got to stump it up and they're getting Conte by the looks of it. So. You know what the best thing about that is, though, don't you? I love. I just got a funny feeling where Conte goes, well, you wanted me then, but I want this now because you really yeah. want oh, no. me. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He's got a bent over a barrel. But it's 2-2. We would love to have that win. Um, we're eight. When, when are we going to see this win? Because we're drawing at a minute and they need to start changing. Rotherham won 5-1. Against Sunderland. Who we got? I'm worried about that game. Mm. Because I have a funny feeling. It'll go two ways. They'll want to show something and go, look, that was a one-off and stuff. Or we're going to do the typical Wednesday and do what we did against Wickham, uh, not Wickham, Wigan and Bolton. We're on 22 points. We're in eighth. Yeah. However, we're slipping below the pack now. We are five points off the playoff pack now. Mm. And a win would only put us in seventh joint on MK Dons. But that it would be a case of, if I, obviously it would depend on their result. I just think, looking at like, my microphone's got a mind of its own. Um, the teams around us, Plymouth, top of the league, 33 points. Wigan, 31 points. We beat Wigan. Yeah. Wickham, 31. You know, if you go in for that automatic chasing, we should be, we should have about, Eight or nine more points now. Yeah, already. And that is points dropped from those positions. Well, ten points you say, is lost, isn't it? Unbeaten in six, right? That is very solid. But we need to start turning them into wins. Yeah, I do. If... Actually, I, I must say though, I do like being on this side of it rather than like I was getting battered every week and yeah. being angry that we're not winning because that was demoralising last. It season. was. The and I know is... we're in a league below, but it's like it's nice to be like, no, we are should be the team that's battering teams. It, it that just holds that thing because everyone wants him to pick a solid formation, go for it. And I will give him the benefit of the doubt. We've had an injury back line that's not been great. 
like I said, one recognised centre-back and we're having to mix and match the rest of it. And mm. injuries ha- seem to happen at the wrong time for Wednesday every year. But we need to get more out of our strikers. I want to see Berahino step up a bit more now. Yeah, I think I think we need um, a miracle. No, we don't. We just need we just need organisation and people to not switch off. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, League One as a whole. So the most recent results are this: Charlton four, Doncaster nil. So Charlton are turning it round. Portsmouth yep. one, Bolton nil, Gillingham nil, Accrington Stanley nil, Wigan two, Burton nil, Oxford three, Morecambe one. Plymouth 2, Ipswich 1, Rotherham 5, Sunderland 1, Lincoln 1, Shrewsbury 1, Crew 4, MK Dons 1. No, other way around. MK Don 4, Crew 1. I thought it was as well. I thought it was as well. Hmm, be having words with my admin. Uh, <laughs> Cambridge United 1, uh, Wimbledon 0, that's correct, right? Yes. Fleetwood 3, Wickham 3, and Cheltenham 2, Wednesday 2. Just a little bit, if you're going on the whole, if we go on a run, look where it switched were a couple of weeks ago. They're just underneath us or climbing now. They're like mm. mid-ish tables. You can get on a run in this league. You can make the ground up. You can. And it's like a lot of people were talking about the Charlton thing. Charlton could look like kicking on now as well, couldn't they? So yeah. we'll have to see how, how and they Your are. prediction of Donny could be coming true with your thing. <laughs> I did say, didn't I? You did! But I'm not one to gloat. Uh, the news! The news news. So the Wednesday players came out as very angry after the draw at Lincoln. Be even more angry now, obviously, yep. after the draw at Cheltenham. So there was some there was some quotes. We've taken this from the 72. And the quotes were as follows when talking about the mood in the dressing room, Adoniran said, Pure anger that we're drawing too many or too many games. We want to get the win and we can't keep playing like that. Draws are not good enough. It's pure anger there because we set out to win and we should be winning games like this. And like last week's. Oh, and like the next match we're about to play as well. So they the players know it. So following yeah. from what we said earlier, the players know it. And and Lee Gregory also was talking about on Twitter. He he said on Twitter, tough week results wise should be sitting with a lot more. These draws need to be changed into wins now. They know it. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Right? We just and we're not gonna go before, and, before and talk about people... Go on the whole, like, wait, Dan Moore, we've had this problem for a good couple of seasons now. This isn't a Darren Moore thing. We've had this issue where we're struggling to do this anyway. Mm. So it's an easy scapegoat to put it on Moore. Let's put it that way. 2016, anyway, we actually uh, yeah. come from behind and won. 2016 away, 2019 home. That's disgusting. Not good enough. This might help. Sheffield Wednesday have brought in a psychologist to help team mentality. Yes, we did say in a couple of episodes ages ago we were hoping this might be a case that they do. And yep. it's nice to see that Darren Moore got that kind of thinking to go, right, we can do this and let's try and see if we can sort some of the players' heads out. Because there's got to be something there that we can unlock to get it out of them. I don't know, hit me inside the back four. 
or Backstreet <laughs> say, hold on. Well, he was uh, speaking to the star. Uh, Darren Moore said, um, we have got one. I felt that it was right to bring one in this year. I've, I, I uh, might have paraphrased there. I've got one who's been in working with the group because this season, with where we're at and the records we've spoken about, there are things here we don't want to be associated with. So I thought it was right to bring one in and work with the players. And we hope that any small margins can make us better. He's done some wonderful work with them. And it's great that the players have bought in to what he's doing. Have they? Oh, sorry, end quote. It wasn't in the quote that. Uh, have they? Because we're still, we're still struggling. I think the, obviously it's going to take some time for him to come in. and. The bits that I have seen, like the Cheltenham game, I don't think a couple of weeks ago we would have done the getting the goal and getting back into it. I think we would have just died a little bit. I know, but we still bottled it in out of time. Oh, we still bottled it in out of time. You, you saw it. I think it was Dunkley was on the floor. He literally was laying on the floor, bashing his head and fist on the ground, really like Don't... a petrol tail. Did, did, did you see at the end of the game the argument Palmer and Johnson had? Palmer and Johnson had a bit of a to-do at the end, and he was basically saying, kick it out of touch. Don't give them a free kick or corner, and we keep, that, we keep the thing. It's almost as if we're playing two fullbacks at centre-back. No, I don't know. It's just this weird feeling I've got. You know, it's almost or as if like... the fact that he'll play um, Brown as a winger, even though Brown turned around and said he's a left back. If we, so what could happen? You could, um, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's ever mentioned this ever, but you could put Brown at left back and Palmer at right back, That's and then put Di- Dunkley and I, I offer in the middle. And if you want to play a back three on that, you could even put Hutch in there when he's fit. Hutch, Iofa, Dunkley, Palmer on the right, Brown on the left. Somehow that looks to me like our best back line. Yep. But, um, you know, I ain't manager. It, it is a weird one at the minute, and it's got to change, and it's got to start changing soon because we're getting into a bit where we're getting into the Christmas period, and if we're still not doing, we're still doing this around Christmas, those draws are going to keep us dropping below mid-table if we're not careful. Well, that's the thing. The mentality is slightly better than last year in the fact that we are not losing all the time. Yep. But we do need to start turning the draws into wins, and I don't want to say that anymore. Um, A lot of Wednesday fans have been talking about wanting structure. Darren Moore can kind of, you know, there's been a lot of questions on his tactics this week. There's been a lot of questions on everything this week. Yeah. But let's talk about something that could be a little bit positive moving forward to us. Yes. Probably not to a lot of the fan base. But um, the Football Insider have been talking about how Sheffield Wednesday are hoping to tie Liam Palmer down to a new long-term contract shortly. We missed this last week because this broke we while did. we were recording. It did. Um, so Palmer's 30. Or he's going to be 30 very soon. Mm. I think he is 30. I think he's 30. Yeah. We're looking to turn him into a new long-term contract, apparently. I don't like, I don't like the term long-term. Yeah, that is in the, uh, in the headline, long-term contract. I assume it's going to be two years. Mm. I could do two years. Yeah, he's 30. He's only just turned 30 as well. Two years for me. Give Palmer two years. Yeah. I can see him being one of those players who turns into a bit of a coach anyway because he's already doing stuff off the pitch with his own little academy built. So it wouldn't surprise me if they make him, he goes and do more coaching stuff as well. For me, for me, he's not the kind of player that 
He's got a lot better, obviously. He's been one of our best players this season. He was one of our best players last season. A lot of people refuse to see it. But for me, even though he knows he gets dog's abuse from the fan base, he's he's so loyal to Wednesday, I couldn't see him yeah. moving on, even if he had other the offers. The thing is, this isn't the one I want us to tie down first. I want us to get a contract in Delhi Bishop, Delhi's face because mm. he's out of contract at the end of the season. Really? We only signed him last Tuesday. I believe he's out of contract at the end of the season. Let me check. I thought he signed a three-year deal under Monk. Pretty sure it was a two. I could be wrong. I've been known to be wrong before. Yes, you have. Shut up. It's, is it a three-year deal? Hang on, I've got his brother up instead. I forgot this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, I'm going to try and fill the space here as he as he finds things to save me from from many editing tasks, but. As we know, Monk did sign Delhi Bashru and then refused to play him. He signed him in 2020. Yes, but I'm pretty sure it was a three-year deal, which would actually work because Have it's been that. No. When did contract out? Uh, June 30th, 2023, you're right. I thought it was 2022 because I'm going on past history. I just us. remember thinking, why have we signed a, a, an academy kid for three years? Yeah. At the time, that's why, you know, so we're fine. Well, to be fair, if he keeps doing well, certainly looking that summer, putting a better deal in front of him then. Oh, no, yeah. oh, you do. At the end of the season, we need to renegotiate with him because he's going yeah. into the last year of his contract. That's that's just clever business. But you know, he... Palmer, Palmer, he's probably going to end his career at the club, more than likely, I say. He needs a testimonial. There's a lot of players who need a testimonial, though, well. Not just Palmer's him. definitely one of them, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Because you know, so... I, I think once we got Palmer's deal sorted, we'll probably be looking at Patterson's as well. Because they've been talking Patterson getting a long-term deal sorted as well. What do you feel about that one? I don't. I still don't know where he fits in a Downmore team. That's my only issue. I don't. He's a good player. Anywhere he wants to put him, pretty much. He hasn't played in net yet. Shall we try that? <laughs> can he play centre? Can, can he play centre back? Yes, he can. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say this: please stop opening your bottle. Just leave it open. I can't because of my fits. Oh, please open it. it as far away from the microphone as possible. I'm sorry, audio listeners, if the there gate's not not stopped. I think it, I think it's that. only going on your mic, not mine. This one. Okay, okay. It's annoying me, so hopefully it's not annoying you as well. Right. Darren Moore has opened up on Sheffield Wednesday's transfer window in January. Very bold to, to presume that he's going to be here, but I think he will, to be honest. Yeah, I can't um, see him. They're looking to bring players in. He's, he spoke about, he was speaking to exa- the examiner. This is where some of these quotes are from. He said, unquote, I've got a firm belief in these players. It's me and the players, and we will turn this club around and get the club moving in the right direction. When we were talking about stats and data, we are not talking about the season. We are talking about two and three seasons. We need to change the mentality of this place. And I've come to this football club and doing it. That was in the same interview he talked about saying it's too early, yeah, way too early to talk about the transfer window because there are so many games to to go before them. But he's talking about we'll be having those talks on January pretty soon. I will be interested to see if that's in person with uh, DC or not. I think he'll be back for it. 
I, I hope think so. he would. Apparently, the work he said that he said that the work started already. That basically is the one quote we needed from that entire article. Yeah, the work for January started already. Or the work and really there's also still there. talk that we're not going to be able to spend any money. Yeah, it's looking likely we're not going to be able. To I spend any I money think much. we're under a transfer embargo by the league. What you, what sort of embargo? We we knew we were under an embargo anyway, right? Yeah, but we never got it confirmed by the FL. It was it was sounding like when it first happened, it never got confirmed by the FL, or I haven't found anywhere saying we're under a transfer embargo. Yeah, so I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it's Chancery putting it in in a self embargoed kind of thing, or it's there. We're just not saying it's official. Official. We might be. We might well be under an embargo. In fairness, or some sort of transfer suspension rather than a. You yeah, know, you can because you're not. We can't. We can sign players. They're just. They just might be. We've got. Res- well, it's pretty obvious. We've got restrictions. Well, look on at the Joe Byers. The Byers deal. He yeah. was in contract, and we managed to get him. I think they got a massive sell-on fee. If we need to sell him, but that's how we managed to get it done. Yeah, they basically it, let it, him go for free, and yeah, that's what it, the. It's just weird. It's just really weird because there's been nothing official from like the EFL or anything. So I'm just wondering if it's Chancery thinking thinking about it a little bit more carefully than he had done in the past. Maybe, because we are linked with a player again who we've spoken about mm. in the past, and it's Mendes Lang. So Nathaniel Mendes Lang, the star, have been reporting that Wednesday you're going to go back in for him. It would go to that again because he's a free agent. Yeah. Now, we spoke about him in the past. If you are a long-term viewer of the podcast, you will know we, we spoke about it when he was first linked. He's now a free agent, obviously, most recently being at Borough yeah. with Warnock. Yep. Yeah. He's 29 years old and he's a winger and he can also play wing back. So I that think that means Dan Moore could play him as centre back. Yeah, or in net. <laughs> yeah. um, but who do you think? It would make what, sense. What do you think in terms it of this would, It would make sense in the turn that he would be the player that he wants that he got with Johnson to play that role. He wants that wing back role and Johnson can do it, but he's not very good at getting back and defending as well as he could do. So it will make sense, but then where do you put Johnson? In the you know cafeteria. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? It's a weird it one. Can, it, I... Can, it can make the protein shakes from the, on the side. I don't, for me... If, you, if you're going to get him, you get him now and then make sure that he's mat fit for like December, back end of December. I, um, I've not seen enough from Johnson. To say that we shouldn't replace him with Mendes Lang, to be honest, mate. It's just, it's just a weird one for me because Johnson, he got the bit that you can tell he liked going forward, but the defensive side is not there. And if you're gonna play him in this like defensive system at times, and I know he's only there at the minute due to some injuries, but you've got Brown who can just play left back, just play him because we know Brown can go forward. I think Mendes Lang makes sense. It's the experience of him. Obviously, he was with Cardiff yeah. in the championship. Got in that 2017-18 year, he got seven goals in 42 appearances. Then in the Premier League, he played 21 times, getting four goals. And then in 2019-20, they dropped back to the championship. Three goals in 29. Then he didn't play in 2021. Went to Middlesbrough for the 2021 season. Yeah. Only played six times for them, though, in the league and scoring once. He's not dropped down to League One since 2016-17 with Rochdale. 
and he right. scored t- he scored he scored ten goals in consecutive seasons at this level back then, and then he went on to do better things. I think he would be. He's still only twenty nine. I think he'd be a good signing. I think he we we can't make signings for actual money as we've been saying yeah. and has been the the case for Wednesday. Somebody with this sort of experience who actually has been in League One before, but has Makes also sense. been able to do it at the step up. If he comes without the attitude, yeah, right. But he's been a Warnock style player. He's played with Warnock for a long time, so I can't see him coming with any sort of attitude because no. you don't have that and play for Warnock, really, do you? You get you, you get you get quickly booted out of a club very quickly. Exactly. So the fact that he's constantly gone back to Warnock would suggest that. He would actually do quite well under Darren. Darren Moss needs to do well with that sort of player as yeah, well. Yeah, and it's not like we've not been tracking him. We've been we looked at him in the summer, and mm-hmm. we're probably still constantly checking. We're probably actually still probably talking to him just to find out where he is with fitness as well. The fact that we're talking about it just say the thing is for me what we desperately need in January is a CDM and a centre back. But yes. I don't know how we're going to get them on freeze. Well. We both know that Darren Moore is enjoying putting his fullbacks at centre-back, so this could be... I know we joke, but yeah. <laughs> I could see it, you yeah. know. He could end up slotting him in at, at centre-back. He will, he will fit in that left wing-back that we desperately need. We do we need, are, a nat- we, to we do. need a natural left-back, a natural left wing-back, and if he would fit that mould yeah. and be able to perform better than... Because Palmer is our best right-back. He should be at right-back. Hunt yep. for me is a good bench player, but if we can, if you can put like Mendes Lang at left wing back and have Palmer on the right, you've got you could even have overlapping fullbacks with that for me, and it would actually be a pretty decent side. Mm. Put Shadipo in front of Mendes Lang, have them overlapping right hand side. We could have he's probably going to play Patterson there, isn't he? But uh, <laughs> you could have somebody even like Corbinu with the trickery there, but have Palmer overlapping with him. Yeah. It's it's an interesting. It depends where he plays him. If he's gonna play him as a left wing back, it makes sense a lot a lot of sense. And a free mm. agent, twenty nine, like you say, got the experience and he had a really decent cross as well, kind of thing. Because the one thing Hunt got, he may not have the leg, but he can get a good cross in. Now the only issue we've got is we can take as many crosses as we like or corners. We don't do much with them, so we need to be working on that a little bit as well. If we're playing this five as well, right? And we're not playing three up top with it. If we're still going to play two up top and not have like, you know, overloading with the wings and not have overlapping fullbacks, you need your wing backs to actually be proper wing backs. Yeah. So you need somebody who's a bit more natural in that. I'd take him. I think, I'd take him. I think, this, take I him. think this is one we will see happen. And I know a lot of people all talk about personal issues and we're not going to go into that. But at the end of the day, Darren Moore is that kind of manager that will take a chance on something, knowing what their history is and probably make them quite decent. Have you seen our side recently? Yeah, so I know. Side is you know, we're not we're not gonna go into that side of it, but we just need we need players that can do well at this level. And I think if he can work for the manager and he can work for the club and he can actually pull on and put a shift in, anybody who's gonna help this defense at the minute, even though he's gonna give us a bit more flair and potentially bag us some goals, you know. Yeah. I'd be quite excited about this one at this level. If he's got still got the hunger and he can get his fitness there, Mendes Lang would be at the end of the day, he's a free agent and a club's looking at him. If you're a footballer, you take whatever you can get. I and don't think so. at, at, this, at this moment, 
Well, he's not been snapped up recently, has he? No one else no, has looked at him, got him. It's that, that, it's that kind of thing. There's no championship club that came into him as a free agent. So are we the best that can get for him? You know what I mean? You might, you might as well go to somebody if you've got, you know, a team that you think you'd do quite well at and you get into their side, you know. So he's free and we need free players. He fits our model. As long as he doesn't breach his contract, we'll yeah. all be good. You know, a year's uh, it'd probably be a deal till the end of the season and then see what yeah, happens. Yeah, that a, is a complete win win. It'll be like a six monther. Yeah. If why, if why the Berahino deal makes sense, it's only till the end of the year. Yeah. See how they get on yeah. and then move on. Mendes Lang, probably going to happen. We'll see what happens. Okay. We've got to talk about this because it's been written in yeah. again. Many times. Yep. And it's potentially one of those that it's going to be even a bigger thing after, after you know, fixtures have played and Wednesday keep bottling it. Is it time for Darren Moore to go? And oh, you, I knew the first topic was coming on it at some point, but it still feels yeah. weird because it doesn't feel like... We, he's not had a transfer window. He's not going to get a proper transfer window in January. He can't no. spend money. But we've it's been written into us. Time so many and time, time and again. time again. I want to look at this side of it from Callum first to start. Callum, uh, David George Breeze writes in and goes, although Moore's football and tactics have been questionable this season, do you believe sacking him will do us more harm than good? Some, finds, some fans cite Jones taking over Megson. But this is a new football team that does need some time to gel, in brackets, as the saying goes. Also, we hear a lot about chopping and changing being one of the areas Moore is bad at, and this contributes to the poor football we've seen. Yet those calling for his head don't seem to be fans of consistency either. This is a point of it mm. I want to look at here. We're talking about the managerial merry-go-round and the chopping and changing it. That's a great point about the hypocrisy yeah. of consistency here. Our fans at the minute seem to want to just, just bring a new man in who? Oh, Ryan Lowe. Ryan Lowe is not going to come here. Because yeah. I've got to be honest, I look at the list of managers available. If you I've look at the likes. That, the you know, two on it we've had already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. And McCarthy keeps doing the rounds. McCarthy uh, will not come anywhere near South Yorkshire. That is, 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 it's a well-known fact. He will not take any jobs in South Yorkshire. He's got family here. There's history. He likes Wednesday as well. That's the thing. Yeah. He's actually, he's got quite a ripple. I reckon he would have taken it if it wasn't that that side of it. But yeah. Ryan Lowe's not coming. I'm no. sorry. Get that out you, of your you, head. You, you can keep thinking, oh, well, we've got money. But money doesn't mean anything. Uh, do you know what I'm getting? Do you know what's getting me? And it's the, it's the well, we're the bigger club line. Right. But that we've seen time and time again, that doesn't mean anything anymore. No. Because even if you, because they're at the top of the bloody league. He He's built, not going to. You look what, look what Lowe had done with Plymouth. He got a season where he managed to build something. Yes, he got good players, but he built it. Now he built it, he's seen the rewards. This is what Moore's trying to do with us. He's trying to build it so we can see those rewards. And the thing is, all these people saying chopping and changing, then can you imagine how much com how much money we're gonna have to pay everybody who Darren Moore brought in? So we're going to another writing here. Alex Lee writes in and goes, "What do you now think on Darren Moore? For me, two wins in eleven is nowhere good, good, uh, nowhere near good enough. Top six is pulling away slowly and looking like." I'll start this again. What do you think now on Darren Moore? Two wins, blah 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 blah. 
Top six is pulling away slowly and looking at Charlton after changing manager makes me want to do it more. I was 100% behind the manager and staff, but this just isn't good enough. I can see both sides, right? There's a big difference. There's a big difference though. Charlton have gone for a manager who's there, who's a club legend, who knows Charlton inside out. He's already been in the system. He was so are you saying game. bring Megson back? I'm not saying bring Megson back, no. Because <laughs> that's I'm, what some of the fans are saying as what, well. You're talking what legends. I'm, what I'm saying is he's a player who knows the infrastructure that's already set there. Because mm. if we... I understand it, but you also... What are people's... people? A lot of people's expectations this season was, like a lot of us, we want to be up there near the top, go straight up. Hull did it first time around last season. But there's a lot of clubs who have come down who are still here. Sunderland, Ipswich, Charlton, Wigan, they're all still here around it. And the thing is, you really want to do chopping and changing like we did last season. Last season, we chopped and changed so many goddamn times. I but, think, but, Jay, it's, it's not getting better. It, no, it's not getting better. But the problem is, I don't see who better will come in. That's my thing. Out of the list of available managers, who would you bring in? That's my thing too. That is that is the side of it I've got here because there's nobody I'd bring in that had come. Ryan Lowe would be a shout for me yeah. with his performance, but it's because of his performance that he ain't coming here. You know, also, so I do agree though. It is nowhere near good enough. We no, all not. know it's nowhere near good enough, but we haven't given anybody consistency in this club. I did say the other day that, okay, I'm starting to turn now because yeah. this is getting ridiculous, right? We can't keep bottling it this way. The manager's got to take some accountability for it here. Is it time for him to go? It's, it, I know. It's the pro- not. The problem is the whole bottling thing had been there way before Moore was even in the club. That, that record from 2016, that Carlos era, that Joss, that Bruce, that Monk, that's nothing to do with. It's the goddamn elephants. That Chancery put in the ground. It's that what it is. Ever since he put them in, we've never been great. But yeah. it's, it is this whole situation. I understand people's frustration, but if you keep chopping and ch- changing. For years, we were talking about we want a consistent manager and consistency key. We got that on the car. We were very lucky for a good couple of seasons where we had that consistency. Since then, we thought we had it with Bruce. And then that backfired. The thing is, you keep chopping and changing. Ooh, who are you going to bring in? You either do what Charlton have done and you bring in from within. So you're looking at either Lee Bullen or Tomo again and giving it on full I time. Saw, I saw people saying bring Lee Bullen in and I was like, I'm leaving the internet, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do any, does anybody remember like two games into Lee Bullen? He started well and then went terrible and everybody was going, oh, he's just not got it in him. Can't give him the job, you know? Yep. There's, there's, there's no elegant solution to this, Jake. No. And you've also got to remember, we pay for Darren Moore. Mm. So to quote your thing when we were looking at Bostock, we pay, we're going to pay for him. We pay for him. Yeah. And this is the thing. You either let him try and do what he can do, and if it's not worked at the end of the season, you're probably going to go anyway. Let's be fair. It's a chance that you don't see a goal. I, can't, I can see that conversation being interesting. Could Chancey will have set him the title of go up. And well, we, then can, you- we, can t- we can even tie in this uh, comment here from um, Hazim Farouk, who says, even if DM goes, the club is doomed to struggle because of Chancey's poor management. Agree or not? 
Now that's a whole different sort that's of. That's a like... completely different one because we haven't actually seen anything from Chancery this year. If you're going in a hole, but the thing is, you've got to, you've first, got to relate. You've got, you've, you've got to stop. You've got to relate this to right. Darren Moore. You've got to relate this to if, Darren if, Moore, if though, mate. Da- I don't want if, us to go if because you're going with to Darren Moore, he's given him everything he wants. Yeah, he's not actually turning around and saying no. He's giving him everything he wants. This is, I think, it's the most backed I've seen a manager be in a long time. To be fair. Well, this is what I'm. This is what I'm trying to say, which is why I didn't want us to go off topic with the Chancery and Darren yeah. Moore link here, because it's the integration of Darren Moore and Chancery, which is the pivotal nature at the minute. He hasn't had this sort of control as in terms of managers, sorry, since Carlos. So you talk about poor management. Chancery's strategy has changed throughout managers. We've gone back to the, probably the best strategy that worked, letting the manager do their bloody job, right? Yeah. So you're talking about poor management. People are forgetting, yes, we had our biggest budget, but we had our best times under Chancery. He's trying to replicate that with Darren Moore on a smaller budget and you know, on, a, on, yeah. on a much more confined nature. So for me, Chancery doesn't even really come into the question here because even if Chancery goes, and we're talking about Darren Moore sticking around, yeah. there's nobody else to come in. The, yeah. At the minute, there is nobody else. And we've already poached one manager in yeah. the last season. And I did, I did find it funny with people going, Chancery go, more go. It's like, right, you want the manager to go and you want the person bankrolling the club to go. That, what? <laughs> I, I, don't I, think un- it, I, I understand the frustration, but it's not yeah. time yet. Now, he, he probably got till Christmas. May, he may get the season. But, but We're just not in a very good position in general, let's be honest. <laughs> We've got, we have got no backup plan. What's and that, Dex? The Talking Wednesday podcast of the Equalite. <laughs> well, it's one of those where we, a lot of people like to moan and not offer solutions. And then they'll go, oh, well, we do this. And then their solutions are on like cloud nine, sort of like the, yeah. the Ryan Lowe is the easy answer at the minute. But it's also if we, ridiculous. If we, if we were like second, yeah, maybe, but we probably won't, we won't be having this conversation. Or if we're in no. the championship, yeah, you'd probably be able to go, look. Nah, nah, here's what would be happening. If we were in the championship, people would be going, oh, but we don't know if Ryan Lowe's done it at this level. At least yeah. Aaron Moore had experience with West Brom and he got a rough deal. You well, know, we don't it... actually know what's going on. Well, this is the thing that I keep seeing. Like people said, I've seen people say Darren Moore's out of his depth at this level. I'm like, he did it with Donny. They nearly got up. Oh, I yeah, think... but then, then people turn around and go, Oh yeah, but he, he got out at the right time at Donny because he knew he knew all his work was falling apart and stuff like that. It's just you can't wait. We just need rocking a hard place in it. Yeah. Okay. Community topics. Mister Led writes in and goes, "Do you prefer going? Uh, do you prefer doing streams or going to matches?" Now, this has kind of changed in the last year because I must say, on a rainy night, I much prefer doing the streams and getting to chat to people, especially like the people in yeah. Canada and America and Australia, you know, or uh, India, everybody. Global. Worldwide, you know, global, getting to chat to Wednesday fans around the globe. So I've really enjoyed that side of it, but there is, there is nothing that beats going to the matches and that buzz you get doing there. But I must say, when your team is inconsistent, it is kind of nice to, be, to have been able to change it up this season. I've enjoyed yeah. doing the, se- the streams a little bit more. What about yeah. yourself? For me, it all, mine's all health issues. It all depends mm-hmm. on what my health is on the day. I'd love to go to matches, but I've had it before where I've gone to game 15 minutes in, I've had a huge seizure and that's me done. 
That's the yeah. game done. I have to go home. And I can't sit there and it's like that. I hate I hate banging on about my health on here, so I do apologize. But my health is what makes me pick and choose between me being safe. I've got to think between me being safe and being able to look at them a little one for a week or going to watch 90 minutes of football. Back in the day, it would just go to match and I'd just deal with the week as it is. All changed now, my dad. I've got someone else to look at apart from myself. So matches all the time, but now the weather's starting going really, it's getting dark, it's getting wet. I'd rather just sit in my house and just watch it. You armchair fan. Such an armchair fan. Oh my God, you're on a talk, you're on a Wednesday podcast and you don't even want to go in the rain, Jay. What are you doing? No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it's on, on the weeknights, it's quite nice to be able to watch it, you know. And like, we, get to, we get to talk to all you guys. Yeah, exactly. So, Phil writes in. <laughs> Before Hello we start, again. Phil, somebody left a comment saying, and thank for that review, Jake, and now we'll go to the co-commenter, Phil. Because Phil always leaves like these really long reviews of mine and they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's left quite a long one here. Um, and he's gone, Dex and Jake. Hi, guys. Many thanks for all your work on this podcast. Very enjoyable. Thank you very much, Phil. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. We have now played 15 league matches, one league cup, lost on penalties in two pizza trophy games, both won. Please refer to it as its proper title, the pizza cup. Um, or whatever cup I decide it's going to be this week. Exactly. So roughly a third of the season has been completed. We currently sit eighth with 22 points with a gap of 11 points from the top club Plymouth. If you were writing up a school report, how would you sum up the season so far and what would you recommend we do going forward? Personally, I'd give Darren Tinkerman more 7 out of 10. Under the circumstances and the lack of finances to play with and having to clear out a load of dead wood to try and put a new team together, he's done reasonably well, but we need... A lot of work to put in with the fragility of our defence, unable to concentrate for 95 minutes and playing a number of people out of position. I believe that to assess the squad, you need to assume that you are playing one division higher than the one you are in and gauge where you think you would be in that division. On that basis, I will put us in the bottom three of the championship and struggling. Must do better. What's your thoughts? Stay safe and well. Phil. Right. I want to read that because there's a lot to unpick there, but I yeah. think you've summed that up quite well. Yeah. My thing is, I, I'm the son of the teacher, so I've seen a lot of good reports in the past, and I think it would go something like this. They are very good. They need to concentrate a little bit more. Dunkley and Palmer need to start chatting at the back because that's when our goals are going in. And Bailey Peacock Fowler, if you drop it one more time, you go into the head, headmaster's office. You just give me so many flashbacks. I'll just never forget the, mu- <laughs> the, mu- the, mu- the music report I got was like, um, James. Uh, did you just say? To- did you just say music? My yeah, dad was a mu- music teacher. Well, knowing the mu- the music report I used to get was uh, James is much more interested in uh, doing whatever he wants on the keyboard <laughs> rather than doing what we ask him to do. And then they wondered when I became a songwriter. <laughs> just I'm not doing this. I'm doing this. Um, to be fair, my School. dad used to have a good one as a teacher. He used to go up to the keyboard and he used to press six and he'd start the clap by. If anyone keeps repeating this to make it say the word, the keyboard going out the window, as are you. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, music's music's uh, interesting at GCSE level. It's it's in that line of being very boring and very difficult mm. for that for that age. So it's it's fun. It's for I never did it at GCSE actually. There's a reason I didn't I did technology anyway. But anyway, as you were saying, the the football side of it, 
I didn't really want to. I, d- I didn't really want to comment on on it because you've you've got it, mate. We would be yeah. bottom three. We would be struggling. Definitely. But we, I just thought that was such an elegant sum up from Phil. Um, yeah. And I He's agree with his. I agree with his rating of more. I give more a seven out of ten at the minute. You know. And he's talking about our fragility in defence. It's a lot of work. I just thought it was worth highlighting, Phil, because you've... Uh, you've really thought you've, it out. and Exactly. It's been quite sensible and calm. Then, yeah. Moving on to the Discord now. Maple Leaf on the Discord goes, does the return of Windass, Luongo and Hutchinson solve our problem, problems or do the issues run deeper? The, the issues obviously run a little bit deeper. They're, they're, they're deeper, but... We haven't looked the same since we had that win against Rotherham when Lungo got injured. Mm. He was that player Did that he gets injured at the same time as Luongo. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I don't know what I just said. <laughs> you always call him Lungo. If I ask like just, just, I just call like him a little, I just knew him a- maths. <laughs> he's like a little animated lung fella. Like, hello, mate. My name's Lungo. <laughs> <laughs> But ever since then, we really have missed that kind of just... It was the same again when we lost him versus Cardiff last season. When we lost him versus Cardiff, we missed that solid in the middle. Mm. And it's just a shame that he can't keep it. Hutch will be good to just keeping us a little bit more defensively solid. And Windass, and I'm going to get poo-pooed for this. It'll give us the pace we need straight away. I'm not saying anything. I think it'd be it'd be it'd be an excellent return for the very slow wind as uh, as has often been touted in Jake's land. Right, Worko also wrote into the Discord going, "Oh, Bannon actually, yeah, Bannon actually being sold in January could be a good move. Players may rely on him too much, and therefore allow their own performance levels to drop rather than be accountable for their performances. So selling Bannon may actually sort some of that situation out?" Question mark. Brackets, obviously, he's above and beyond the other players here, and I definitely don't want him to go, but you have to consider that could be a factor of why the team are lacking concentration, etc. I it's get a good that. Point. Uh, it's a good point. It's a very good point. The other thing is, I don't rate Bannon as a captain. I don't, think I, we've got, I don't think we've got any leaders on that pitch at the minute. Or if we have, they can't do it. Because Bannon captaincy, what I've noticed while he's been captain, is just scream and shout and hope it works. I wish we'd chuck money at Gary Cahill while we could. Oh, it would have been good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because he was a, he's a Wednesday fan as well. He I know he is. play for the other side. I know. Um, like, I've got a, a proper leader as well. I've got a friend who actually rents a house from him. Ah, I see. Um, but yeah. it, it was really weird because he went to sign his tenancy. I sounded like I didn't give any crap <laughs> yeah. at all there. Ah, oh, thanks, Steve. He, <laughs> he, he, went, he literally went to sign his tenancy agreement. He had a Wednesday shirt on. He's signing it and going, Gary Cahill? And the letting uh, yeah, the Chelsea defender went, no. He's like, yep. My landlord, Gary Cahill. Like, yep. I better not mess this house up then. <laughs> what does he need to be a landlord for? I bet he's rich already. Um, but anyway. He's he's like, a- he re- the Bannon situation reminds me a little bit of the Steven Gerrard situation in a different level because everything used to go through Gerrard. When mm. Gerrard left, there was a bit more variety in the midfield. A lot of people stepped up a little bit more. And I just feel like maybe we got that a little bit with Bannon. He's too reliable to some of the players who we got there. Even though well, yeah, it's, 
you, you, oh. you just need a solid uh, CDM. Like when Ger- obviously Henderson came in, it was a different. He was more of a CDM than mm. Gerard was. Gerard was the man that did everything. So if you look at the Liverpool analogy you just made there, he is a he's a wor- Henderson's a worse player than than Gerard. Yeah, but. The team wasn't reliant on him, and he could. He was a leader. You need a leader in that midfield that's more defensive based. You need Semedo. Yes, we never really replaced Semedo, have we? Mm. What would you say to Dunkley getting captaincy? Um, he needs. He's got it in him because he keeps t- talking like a captain at minute where he's doing his interviews. And he was yeah, a captain. It's, at it's nice. It's nice and it's refreshing. But he's also got to have that. Um, captains have also ha- got to have that line where they can call stuff out and say when it's not good enough. But I've also got to have that. Got to have that line of being able to 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 paint the club in the best light as well. Yeah. And I think that's why he probably won't be given the captaincy because he very much. He, he likes he the Twitter does, fat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically what I was edging around. Yeah, do you know, which actually yeah. I quite I quite I like. like, but I don't think he will get the captaincy for that. A good reason. one for the comments. Who would you like to see a captain? Mm. If it's not Bannon. Sorry, I'm drinking on the podcast. It's almost um, very unprofessional, but I think it would be good to know who you want would like to be the Sheffield Wednesday captain because I do agree. As much as I want Bannon to be an amazing captain, it's. It, I mean, if he if he gets us promoted, I'll just eat everything, and we'll I'll eat all my words, and he is the promotion captain. But it's not looking likely at the minute, is it? But then again, yeah. mate, a month and a half ago we were saying Bailey Peacock Farrell's got to be our number one. Let's buy him. And now we've been talking about Wildfish stepping up and being yeah, football, isn't it? Yep. So our next match, you might have already seen this match, but depending on when you actually listen to this podcast, but. Wednesday playing Sunderland. Let's talk about Sunderland's recent form. Their record overall is 28 points, 9-1-4. Two points per game. That is promotion form. Fifth in the League One. In the League One, I've given it a V. Uh, their home record is six wins and one loss, no draws, which is a good thing we're not playing them at, home. at the Stadium of Light. We're playing them... At Hillsborough, and their away record is 3-1-3. So they have lost more on the road. Only 10 points on the road, 18 points at home. They've scored 20... There's a chance they're going to score because they score mm. 1.8 goals a game. They score 25, 25 goals this season. They do often concede every game as well, though. They've got 18 goals against. So there is a con- conceding nature there in them. If, so we can get at them if we give it them. Yeah. And they've just lost 5-1 at Rotherham. They've not had a good trip to South Yorkshire already. so let, Which wouldn't sure have held their goals, actually, to no. be fair. They might be a bit more... Let's just say they're a bit more solidly defensive than the stats say there because they've, they've shipped five at Rotherham. So there's a, if you look at the averages there, they don't quite line up. Got to look out for Ross Stewart. He scored 10 goals for him this season. We were looking at him a couple of seasons ago as well. Yeah, I know. He's, uh, he's 25 as well. It's a good age mm. to be scoring to start your goal scoring thing. It's, it's only November and he's bagged 10. That's 20 goal a season territory, that. Is that a top goal scorer, uh, Gregory? Where he's like three or Might four? Might be. I ain't got the stats in front of me, but potentially. Because, yeah, the rest of them is just like two or three players pitching in. Like Carl Winchester's got three, four, Sunderland. They've got players that pitch in. Um, 
but uh, yeah, and he's also got an assist there. He's not really an assist man though, Ross. So watch him get an assist against us. How are you feeling about Sunderland? Uh, I'm worried about it. Mm. I think oh, a team... When do you always win these ones? We'll get not... battered on everything else. but Not with a team that's just lost 5-1. Oh, we're not on Sky though, are we? No. No, if it was Sunderland on Sky, we're winning, but we could actually get stuffed here. Hopefully, when they've watched the Rotherham game and seen how Rotherham beat them, and we can do that. Kicking the ball in the net. That's, that's yeah. what they need to Goals. do. And yeah, the kicking the ball is, in the net. We could be 5-1 up on the 80th minute and they'll lose 6-5. I'm nervous, but we'll see. Yeah. And we will watch that live together yes. if we've not already done in the past. But that is it from me this week, Jake. Have you got anything to add? It's getting colder, wrap up warm because it's not going to get nicer. Thank you, Jake, for the weather. Um, <laughs> nothing more from me, me this week. I hope you have a lovely week and we will talk to you in episode 43 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. But for now, have a lovely week and I'll see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya. <laughs>